0: And (laughs) Thank you, book of uh, Ellie. Good. Thank you. Yeah, I had to rejig all my electronics. And uh, there was one little missing piece. I obviously hit the mute button when I didn't realize it. So very, very appreciated. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, yeah, I handled the muting. So no mask. Can you let me know if uh, you can hear me now? Hi, five by five. Does that mean good? I'm really bad at acronyms. It's So crazy. All right. Well, you didn't hear my sad, sad story about the weather. We're just waiting. It's making you sign in, uh, Kalina said. Okay. Sorry. I just have to talk out loud when I see messages. Making you sign in. Oh, that's, um, hmm. I'll ask her, maybe not try another browser. And you can hear me now, Dana. Thank you. I really appreciate that. So we're talking to Kalina Lux today and specifically on PMAs, because I am fascinated with that subject, not just fascinated with it, but up to my eyeballs in it, working away into the wee hours. On, uh, And I should actually be ready to start having members in my PMA by around next week, I'm thinking. I'm thinking there's a lot of ducks to get in a row, but I don't need to get them all in a row to actually begin doing this. And uh, yeah, good. I sound great, Butters. Thank you. Appreciate that like hearing that. Good. Yeah, it didn't sound right to me either. I was kind of uh, not hearing myself either. (laughs) So good. And uh, yeah, so maybe I'll take a few minutes and let you know about my PMA. Maybe I'll also start with Rockfin. So it's ready to go live. And if anybody would like to join on this now censored platform, you're most welcome to. Thanks to the last person who just sent me a tip, by the way, I don't have a way to thank them for that that I know of, unless they would get a message in a chat if the chat goes on and on into infinity. I'm not sure about that. But uh, yeah, private membership associations, to me, it's the place to be. And uh, it is a very big mind shift. Kalina is going to talk today about detoxing the de facto governments. And we've been led to believe that really, we only have avenues in the public for some of our most basic functions in life. And it's a big fat lie. If you go back in history, you'll see that PMAs in fact were the ones to cover all of the most, what I would consider most important parts of life, education, health, ministry, community, housing, you know, all of those things land that are basically our existence, right? Our basic needs. We have the right, to take care of our basic needs in the private. Nobody can argue with that. But we do have that ongoing brainwashing that we can't do anything without a license, without registration. Uh, so yeah, it's uh, it's actually really hopeful. It's the most hopeful thing in all of my law studies that I have come across that and you know basic court procedures. So you know when people are slinging arrows your way, how to go in and use the public system that's there and that private system, it's not new. Maybe you've heard some of my interviews with Jacqueline Milne about it. She is my, uh, personally, my go-to person on the PMAs after a great deal of research and looking into a variety of approaches. And she's here in Canada. So uh, it helps a lot for those of us who are here, knowing that there are some differences between uh, the Canada and U.S. legal systems, where most of the PMAs are coming out of right now. And hello, here on uh, Rockfin. Nice to see you guys. Nice to see you over there. A few others hanging in the wings. Billington Bear is here. Thank you so much for attending. I love having you around. It's so good. Hello, Quantum Carrie. and uh, Jacqueline Milne. Here, I'll give you a link to her website. And uh, she's really just as if starting up, but uh, she's, in my opinion, further ahead than anybody I know, especially here in Canada. So if you're looking to take your work into the private and uh, learn about the private in a really beautiful way, it's not just like, oh, I'll take this thing in the public and and uh, jam it into the private so I don't have to pay taxes and I don't have to get licensed and I don't have to this and have to that it's not the reason to go into the private the the reason to go in the private I mean those things are all are all good and of course I feel like I always internally knew this about about the uh you know about private that we were that we were actually free that you don't have to ask anybody permission to do the things that you do especially what God's telling you (laughs) which to me is what ministry really is And so uh, my ministry is, let me just check on Kalina. Aha, (laughs) there we go. Awesome. So good. So uh, take your time, Kalina, if you want to just get settled and and give me a heads up when you feel ready to come on. And uh, so, yeah, maybe I'll save talking about my PMA till another time. I'll come on. I haven't come on for a long time. I I don't know if you guys are into it, but uh, let me know if if you want to hear podcasts from me uh, and my guests as well. Because I'm happy to be jumping on and just it's been a little while. Hello, Mojo Shop. Nice to see you. And I believe I just got away from Kalina. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah, I can't hear you, but uh, if you just give me a thumbs up. Not yet, just because I haven't brought you on yet. And you are muted, actually. You might want to just check your mic there. Okay, perfect. Perfect. All right. So without further ado, I'd like to introduce you, if you don't already know her, to Kalina Lux. Hello, Kalina.
1: Hello, Beth. Sorry hey. about being late.
0: That's okay. Yeah, it sounded like there was some, some uh, what do you call it, um, ghost in the machine.
1: <laughs> to be expected on Mercury Retrograde.
0: Ah, uh-huh, right, right. Yeah, I was happy you said that to me the other day about, about Mercury, because it's uh, I'm having all of those kind of problems, and I recently had a good breakthrough about that, too. I, with any luck, I can keep on practicing my breakthrough in you know just not worrying about things of the world there are things to uh the bible actually said despair do not despair about the the things of the world despair about things of the spirit very interesting and i went to bed meditating on it and all of a sudden like boom 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 all these breakthroughs and uh and a lot of relief because you know every day we have a million arrows coming our way and Things are uh, a lot of troubleshooting, a lot of setbacks, even just normal life goes on, right? There's so much in there. And uh, so I'll just say welcome to everybody. I'm glad we're all here, glad Kalina's here, if you haven't been here for an episode of the King Heroes Journey podcast or live stream, then I'm really glad to have you here. The channel keeps growing despite a whole bunch of shadow banning going on. I hear from people often that they have to subscribe multiple times and hit the bell multiple times, they come back and oh, looks like I'm not subscribed again to this channel. I'm sure you're experiencing stuff like that. And so this is a place where I host those brave souls the king heroes that are willing to get out in front to pioneer paths that are not um, completely you know, paved yet <laughs> mm-hmm. on the road to freedom. They're not afraid to be called out by people who don't agree with their views. They're gonna stand by their truth more than any kind of desire for public approval. So I'm super, super happy to be doing this work. My, uh, just so you know, if you don't know me already, I am a uh, professional helper, I also help the helpers as a coach, helping people to deprogram. And I know Kalina and I are going to talk about uh, detoxing the de facto, which is a really great phrase. I love that. I, my mind that I came up with just post pandemic was uh, deprogramming the new world disorder. (laughs) So I think we're talking about the same thing there. And I will take a few minutes also to let you know that um, I'm going to be Shifting all of my work over to the private, as I was talking about a little bit. So watch for uh, an invitation to join my private membership association, where all of the good stuff is going to be happening. I'll still be doing the podcast here in the um, in the world as long as it will have me. I will keep doing that. And Kalina is a uh, she calls herself the temple keeper of Templus Aquaria. It's a private decentralized church for the age of Aquarius, actualizing solutions for the new sovereign Earth. Did I pronounce that right?
1: Sure, it's Earth, but um,
0: Earth. Ah, there you go. Little, okay, got it.
1: A little take on <laughs> Earth, implying air and ether out, uh, corresponding with the new world of uh, the epoch of Aquarius.
0: Oh, very nice. Okay, good. You definitely have to decode all of those things for me. I love that. Uh, she self-described as a lifelong student of the great mystery, nature's laws, and various forms of fractal inspiration. Uh, the breath flowing through all she's on a mission to invoke intrinsic rights for living men and women manifest potent strategies for parallel breakaway societies and inspire the attainment of zero point which we'll have to, I'll, you'll have to define that for me amongst the bridging communities she's also a peacock chicken mum <laughs> artist dancer healer designer, researcher, and privacy enthusiastic enthusiast living off-grid in the remote jungles of Puerto Rico, which I've never been to, and sadly, I might not get there looking like uh, things are right now in Canada. Uh, she's learning to grow her own food and live autonomously alongside nature. We had a little chat the other day on, on Telegram, and, uh, and you were sitting there with your uh, weapons of choice, getting rid of some rodents, and I'm like, okay, we got to do this interview. This is just too cool.
1: Yeah. What are the chances that we both have like BB guns (laughs) that we're using to protect ourselves?
0: Mm -hmm, Exactly. Yeah. I had a little tiny, they didn't make it all the way in my home, but it was, you know, uh, they were trying to invade my home. And that's when I started getting some coaching about how could I protect myself, create a safe room um, uh, yeah, the cop that sold me the fully automatic pellet gun said this will actually stop a perpetrator if you can get them in the throat or the groin. So <laughs> that was uh that was all new for me and thinking along those lines. But it was actually really healthy to get past the first of all, you know, here in Canada, we are thoroughly brainwashed to hate guns, right? It, no surprise, we're in this place that we are in now. The difference between America and the U.S. in terms of the, the controls is is just uh, huge. And uh, yeah, so yeah, Kalina, really good to have you here. Is there anything else you want to share in terms of your um, introduction and, and maybe what zero point is among African communities? <laughs> sure,
1: yeah, um, I think you covered it all really well. Um, thank you. Nice. And um, I guess I would like to preface with, I'm a beginner at all of this. And I think that's the sweet spot for all of us, like staying in that beginner zone, because only from there can you really access like the whole scale of information that we need to navigate ourselves safely into the new sovereign earth. Um, I think a lot of us are getting really stuck in these specialized ideas and that's great. We all had a fragment out to become specialized in whatever it is that we do. And now like when we come back together, I think it's really crucial for us to keep beginner's mind. Uh, That way we can always be learning And if we reframe, you know, being an error to actually just getting an opportunity to learn and grow, um, well, then we're in the sweet spot. So I um, don't have all the answers. I am just getting started. I think like all of us, this is totally new. We are all building the new sovereign earth and all of us from our different aspects and uh, expertise and there's no right or wrong yet there's no strategies that are guaranteed to work I get that a lot in the temple like you promise the strategy will work you promise this affidavit that you wrote will help me fly from I don't know France to Germany no dude I don't have Do we have any, like, record of this? We're doing all of this right now. And uh, I was reflecting with a friend yesterday, and it really hit home for me that we're going to be doing this for quite some time, you know, making – thank you. It's my favorite color. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, we're going to be building the new sovereign earth for so – like, for many decades probably. So we're definitely just figuring it all out right yeah exactly.
0: And there you, um, go. You, you read comments. I hope you don't mind. I don't like to no. completely ignore my chat. They're awesome, no, awesome they folks are fun. here <laughs> yeah, yeah, so good so good and yeah I love your your um your point about beginners and if there's any claim to fame i've I feel like always had i've been willing to jump in with things I don't know anything about. And you, you know, get so humbled, like a little kid, like just, but the the good side of it is that your mind is open, you're actually going to take things in, you're going to probably see things in a way that others who have been deeply, you know, mired in it for many months or whatever years that they might not see because you have those fresh eyes. So that's a wonderful thing. And I like to also echo your comment about I always say we're in the Wild West, right i'm in the process of just working Mm -hmm. on my own pma and doing the the foundation documents and and you really want to come to them in a way that like oh somebody you know just did this for me and they templated it now i can just it's going to work for me it's not like that at all and if there's one thing i've learned in law is that the how does it go the maxim is that the uh your intention is the soul of the instrument and so if your intention from inside of you, your own, you know, original thoughts that you're having don't make it in your documentation, then what, how can you stand behind them? Especially if maybe there's things you don't even understand in there.
1: Yeah, exactly. And, and I think that, um, one of the things I'm seeing amongst all of our bridged communities, because we all are kind of tied together by law. I, I love that the whole pandemic scandemic thing happened because it brought together the tribes like no other. And it made us, it sh- just jolted us out of this complacency to where we're actually now getting closer to living our highest purpose and what we might've actually really come here for. At least that's how I feel. And um, totally when I look through the the whole, all of the communities and law, I'm seeing so much people pushing processes and paperwork and Um, One of my friends who I now consider a mentor, I actually found him in the crypto privacy world, which is amazing, but they're already in this. They're like higher advanced in some cases in terms of law than even the law gurus that I'm seeing in our in our world, our our expertise. So one of the things that um, this gentleman was sharing with me is that we always um, are seeing this push towards complexity and our processes have to be so complex and we have to download this form, you know, DS form 56 and then fill out all these things and send all this shit. When really, um, I feel that the more complex we get, we really lose the authenticity. And that is the power of our documents. And that is the power of, it's the difference between going and asserting 10,000 affidavits and notices versus knowing in your soul who you are And expressing your God given unalienable rights and sovereignty from that aspect. So it's, it's a shift. And I think that it's a natural stage, right? All of us are going through it, we panic at first, and we have to look towards every guru to do every process and every guru swears they know the way. Uh, But that shift, I think is really essential what you touched on there, Beth.
0: Yeah, a fantastic point. So, you know, I never saw myself doing anything in law ever. And I didn't want to, even when I got into it, I just was hating it and resenting it. <clears throat> and, uh, and then, you know, next thing you know, they, 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 I had to draw the line in the sand. They're coming for the children saying that the 12 year olds can get jobs without parental consent. And uh, I was like, okay, that's it. Even if I hate this, I'm going to do this. So we got busy and, uh, put together notices, wrote a 28 page notice. Now, now looking back for, you know, for sure, we wouldn't do it that way. And unfortunately arguing all the science, which is the thing that is absolutely useless. I I see now after all that time, but it wasn't wasted because number one, I got past my fears of doing that because there's so many people that were going to do it with us. They all backed out right there was only we had like 30 people there was only four who followed through right it's not to put them down but
1: no i know the feeling
0: <laughs> right right and uh, <clears throat> i had a i had a spiritual awakening just from doing that standing by it having the courage following through with the nuts and bolts and, and all of that kind of thing. And uh, on the other side of it, it left me with a lot more confidence, actually quite transformed, even though, you know, the perpetrators go on, though it was, a, it's actually a really good foundation if we want to take them to court. Uh, to court Now we've tried to settle out of court in the private and, uh, and have gone that direction. So it's, uh, yeah, it's good. And I, I like also kind of what you're saying is that if it's complex, then first of all, you know, is it true? If it's if it's super complex, court process is one thing because that's just literally nuts and bolts instructions. But with all of the the rabbit holes to go down in the in the law world right now, as soon as things are just like so complicated and you have to do this, here, here's one question I'll I'll start out with. I want to know all about your PMA, by the way, how how it uh, runs, what you're offering. Maybe let's uh, start with that. that. That's a more logical first question. You want to just tell us what Templus Aquarius is all about?
1: Sure. Um, It's Tempest Aquaria, Water and Air. Aquaria. Um, Yeah. So we are in this weird phase, right? Because previously we would never had this whole situation globally or, or in the realm never occurred. We never would have had to invoke these kinds of words. I don't even feel comfortable with the term church or minister. But I think like you, like very much, I really resonate with your journey. I went through that too. I tried for the whole first year to get the people here locally on the West Coast. I'm at my mom's right now. I used to live here when I made her um, the Airbnb downstairs. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: I tried um, really hard to get people to do the Cal Washington thing with me. And I wrote out the documents and nobody would do it. And finally, when I sent it, I think it was me and one other guy, maybe Mm -hmm. him and his girlfriend both did it. And I, you know, I sent the notice. No, I sent a cease and desist. And even just that one document, I'm sure you guys have heard me say on Crow, uh, that one document got everything removed in five days. Poof, all the mandates gone. One document from a, we the people um, at Mail account, right? Like an anonymous account. I was scared. Wow. After. So after that, I mean, I have also tried recently, my my most recent push was I was trying to organize people to do cease and desist for their state. And when it came time to get people to actually do the research, I, I made this beautiful color-coded template with the different plate. All you had to do was research what to put there and drag and drop it and then upload the document to our free document portal at Temple Squareia. And people, what I think that is that people are so overwhelmed and stressed with all of this that they're in fight or flight. They can't actually, they don't have the bandwidth to do those kinds of things. And it's, it's scary and daunting because the system, the de facto, has got such a, a tight hold over us. And that's why it's so important to detox it. And those of us like myself and you who perhaps have been a little bit set up more in advance with our lifestyle, you know, we've got our, our little um, income maybe on lock and we've got our off-gridness going a little bit, that we had more bandwidth to be that person to step up and author a document I mean for me I've got nothing to lose if they want to come after me and my temple they're gonna have a hard time but even if they are successful for some reason uh and, and proving that what like what I'm doing is inauthentic which they could never do uh I have nothing to lose I have no children no no spouse, nothing. I have nothing to lose. And this is, um, this is a cross I'm willing to die on because it's so important for those of us to come together. And if we're able to, every person needs to be a part of building these new civilizations and paving the pathways to getting out of that de facto. And part of that, only the first step is, in my opinion, fighting with them and it, We can only do so much when we're dealing with high-level programmed, I guess, NPCs, for lack of a better term. It's really challenging. How do you address them and get them to accept and see from your perspective that these are your rights? They, don't, they will not see it because they, too, are in fight or flight. So they're in fight or flight, and they're just doing what they're told because they're scared they're going to lose their job, and then you know it goes on and on. They can't pay for their you know, their children's meals. So we can't deal with that. They're not our enemies in one regard. We have to take it to what the system fears most, and what the system fears most is making them obsolete. Right now, we are insanely dependent on them, just like we are their chattel. So much so, like today, um, I was, I'm, I, I know we're not supposed to touch too much on this topic, but because um, I'm learning about private in the internet realm as well. It's one thing being private with your business or with your life or whatever, or your PMA. It's a whole other thing that we're super bad at being private online. And I'm just barely, barely like scratching the surface into that. And today I was running into a problem. I'm having to learn all this weird stuff with terminal just to make a wallet for for this thing that I'm learning. And it wouldn't let me do it. And when it got down to it, I looked and there was like a thing on my ISP settings that said Mac Mac filter settings on so if you have a macbook they come with this whole set of filters that you can't even access unless you know how to open up um from your from your um ip address a browser and turn them off and I, when i saw that i was like oh cute mm-hmm. oh, oh, oh. so mm-hmm. i'm excited to see what's where you're okay okay <laughs> <laughs> yeah i'm excited to see what the changes are if any but mm-hmm. i think that That's an area that I'm super new at that is really important because none of us know how to protect ourselves. And almost by default, because the PSYOP of the world, it makes you think that their power is so, it's so immense that we'll never break free of their system. And that's why I'm such an advocate for making it obsolete. If we can just pivot where we are no longer dependent on them with everything our food our water um you know our housing all of that our power especially uh and how we communicate on the internet and 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 lastly our currency we don't need them and they're terrified of that and and i've got some ideas around how they've been able to psyop us with this too in ways that i'm seeing our truth community even falling for Um, but we can touch on that a little later because i want to get to your question regarding my pma
0: uh, can I yeah, if I can respond to a couple of things, just because there's so such good things to echo as well, is uh, and and I was curious what you're saying about we're not supposed to say much. I do consider myself to be a professional loudmouth that, uh, you know, I I would rather say more than less. And I've also been learning, you know, that there are certain things that it's not an advantage to have really out there because anybody can come along to google or you know rockfin anyone can sign up to it and can take in this information we're not in my private living room as much as i feel like i am and to be realistic about that. So uh, yeah, I'm curious what what you think about privacy in terms of even the contents of your of your PMA. How much do you share? How much do you keep? There are some people's PMA that you literally don't get to see anything about what they offer if you don't sign their agreement. And to me, that's weird because I'm not gonna sign your agreement if I don't know what's behind the scenes, especially if there's an NDA attached because I am a public person and tend to talk and you know have community around me. <clears throat> I'm gonna share this stuff so i so i don't want to know <laughs> if the, if that's the case if if i need to sign a non disclosure um, having said that, I also, I also see the wisdom in, in those times. And then, yeah, the, that, that point that the, I, the truth community, I'm not sure what you had in mind in terms of the trap, but that, um, you know, the, the constant fighting, the, the calling people masked hearts and hating them and shaking them saying, wake up, wake up, you stupid person, you're sheeple and all this kind of stuff. And I just knew, no, that is not the path. If it worked, then, uh, I would have kept doing it myself. <laughs> I had to drive the like, no, it doesn't work. Still doesn't work. Yeah. That's good. And, um, and then yeah so the the beauty that's to me why i'm spending 90% of my time and energy in the pma direction now because that's it's just going to quietly make that if it you know if it's a predator it's going to cull the predator population and frankly we are a major stress on those predators and on that public system so we're literally going to be doing it a favor by not relying on it anymore as it crumbles
1: yeah yeah exactly and and I would go a step farther to say that they actually require it. If you look into like their deep uh, esoteric spiritual understandings of how they do things, they have to have a small little subset of a breakaway civilization to recede after they have completely consumed their, their uh, chattel. And, and I think that's what it comes down to in a way is like consumption when you're not able to implode your energy field and become your own free energy device in terms of creation and manifestation you have to siphon it from your chattel from your your livestock and i think that that's what they're doing with them but that path will consume them as we're seeing you know whether that's in five years like we've been promised with the whole you know um poison or whether that's uh slowly a slow kill by infertilization so I believe that they require us to continue on. And that's why I think if we do this in a way which we don't, in, in Temple Sequoia and our PMA, we don't go out seeking and like like proselytizing our beliefs, not even really within the temple. I believe that living in the private begins on the inside with your spiritual beliefs. And how sacred are they when it's just you and the divine? And how authentic are they? One of the things that I discovered when I moved off grid alone, I've I've usually grown up and living in apartments and stuff. And it's so close, like you turn your music up a little bit and you can they get angry or you disturb their sleep or whatever. And one of the things that I discovered, I really craved privacy at such a level that I was like, I don't want to, If I want to be able to scream at the top of my lungs and have nobody hear me. I want to blast my music so loud and sing horribly and dance around whatever I want to do and not have to worry about a single soul ever, ever <laughs> catching wind of that. And honestly, I have never felt so free and relieving or relieved. It's not that that doesn't come with price, like a price to pay. Obviously you have to be able to protect yourself The other day, um, I've been waiting patiently for Wi-Fi that doesn't cost $400 a month and that doesn't charge me per megabyte and that doesn't drop off every, you know, like that's so painstakingly slow. And I finally got, and I I apologize, I sold out a little bit. I got Starlink, but you would too. Let me tell you, (laughs) if you were in my position, y'all, so don't judge. And I was so thrilled to finally test it out that I had to like haul my heavy ladder and put it on this really sketchy little part of my stairs and lean it up against my tall, like the the roof and then climb up there with this huge satellite in one hand and like my little flip flops in the other and was super sketchy. I had to try three times before I was just like, God damn it, you're going to do it right now. And I put it, I got it together. And, um, oh, I'm so sorry. I totally lost my train of thought, but oh, oh, yeah, that's right. I actually was really scared and I couldn't get the ladder down and I almost like dropped it and, you know, threw all my plants off my balcony. And I really wish that, man, there was, if there was a neighbor, I could call for help. But no, that's one aspect of living in the private and alone. It's, you gotta, you gotta fend for yourself. If somebody came and cut my power and, you know, wanted to rob me, nobody is coming to my rescue. That's why I have to defend myself, which I'm actually, I feel pretty good about that, but the trade-offs, right? And that's maybe not everybody is going to go that extreme. Maybe that just looks like, you know, having your own solar panels. And if your power grid goes out, then you've got to repair it electronically. Maybe that's as far as you go, but there is great responsibility with living in the private off their system, but it's so worth it because to be able to experience your own authenticity at the deepest layers of privacy just you and source there's nothing like it and i'm telling you i would say 99 of the population hasn't gotten to experience that true essence of privacy and i pray that all of us get to even if it's just in meditation so we try to say in temple sequaria to keep your spiritual thoughts to yourself and also it avoids avoids arguments and that's the main component of decentralization because no longer are you um participating in group think where everybody has to have the same kind of beliefs, they're sacred and they're your own journey. And that way you get to progress. And should you have counsel with another person that is like in a consenting circle that you want to share? Sure. Of course, but do it in the private.
0: Mm -hmm. Very good. And yeah, I'd like to pick up on one of the thoughts that you had about uh, uh, this, this happens to me as part of the work that I do as a business coach that People are thinking, oh, well, there's so much more security in my job because I get a paycheck every two weeks and the bank will give me a mortgage. And I'm, you know, people understand this way of life where, um, you know, for example, I've never been able to explain to my family what I do and have them get it or have them be interested even. But uh, this is, to me, a myth safer in the public, absolute myth, now more so than ever. But What's more secure than being able to make your own decisions and being able to pivot when things change, which the public often doesn't? It's it's a slow leviathan, stupid. It takes a long time. Now, Now I see on the other side of it, they were never really trying to make positive changes. It just seemed like they were. And yeah, so to me, yes, it's it's an enormous responsibility just to say, have have a business, even be self-employed and know that it all comes down on you. If you don't do the work, then you don't get paid. And 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 there's no guarantees. You don't know what spaghetti's going to stick on that wall. When you do stuff as an entrepreneur, literally have no idea all the time. And so it raises your uh, uh, capacity to run energy and, and uh, de- deal with your own fears and all kinds of things that you probably will never otherwise discover inside yourself. To me, it was a perfect preparation for the PMA to, to, for the last 20 years to be self-employed and, and have everything fall down on me. And you know, it was a, I was raising my son and it was, there was just like literally nowhere to, I even decided at some point, I'm not going to even hold it in my mind that I could have someone rescue me. Because that's always the thought. Oh, well, my parents will rescue me or my something, you know, as my parents are gone now. And uh, and then you step up in a way that you won't. Otherwise, people that come to me trying to get out of a job, they hate their job so much. So they come to build a business. Well, almost 90 percent of the time they go back to that job that they hated. Because that's not the reason, right? If you're not actually embracing freedom and you're just running uh, away from being controlled, It's, uh, it's not going to sustain you in in the long run. So yeah, it's, uh, it's not safe in the public. And then, and then what do they do? Say you get sick and you think, oh, good, I'm taken care of by healthcare. Well, we can't get it without a jab for the most part, right? Anyway, (laughs) I won't go on and on about that. But uh, yeah, so is there, is there something that you can say about the function of your PMA? It's a ministry, you called it, right?
1: Yeah. So first and foremost, we're a temple where um, if you were to speak legalese, we would be a 508C1A. We're a faith based organization. So our faith um, simply stands off of self-governance. If you read any sacred text, uh, scripture text from ancient times, Byron, you want a 508C1A? Guess what? I'm about to release a little course, but I'll tell you later. <laughs> um, yeah. So all of them, talk about, if you cannot self-govern, then you have, you're forced to be in the jurisdiction of man. And when civilizations fall, we always have this opportunity to reset and start again with self-governance. It's almost like a breath. I look at, when I write um, the fractal inspiration, I literally see this whole construct in which we live in as a breath, it's a spiraling breath and we'll spiral outward and we'll fractalize into all these little pieces of ourselves. And then we'll spiral inward to the great grand central mind or spirit or breath. And that to me is the zero point to circle back to your other question Mm -hmm. in terms of consciousness. And I believe that we do this in cycles, like long count calendar cycles of epochs. And we've been given clues from our ancestors as to what those mean, but they've been so distorted. And I think they've almost been distorted mostly so that we can have the internal experiential gnosis of what is going on here. So right now, I believe that we have access to that. And and that's why we're being able to create so profoundly. But um, to get back to your question about the PMA, Uh, Yeah, we're a temple, but we're also a PMA. And this allows us to, for one, it's it's staying in honor because we're not out there in the public pushing our radical ideas of self-governance and autocracy on their livestock and their chattel. They do own people, and, and that's a valid claim. Those people have chosen on some levels to contract with them. And I believe they probably chose that on the soul level. They chose to contract with the de facto on a soul level. Now, if I truly believe what I what I believe, what is written in temple, that every person is their own master, well, we have to acknowledge their mastery at every level, like including the spiritual. So when they made these decisions to drop into these little meat suits, third dimensional avatars, and go play in that game for whatever, 26,000 years if they want to, of being chattel, of being owned, I have to respect that. And the second that I go putting my radical beliefs onto them and forcing them, I have just stolen their free will to experience separation. Maybe we're all in different cycles of breath, and they're on the exhale while I'm on the inhale. So I believe we're given these opportunities to choose what world we're going to bifurcate into? Do we want to bifurcate into the world where we are completely owned? we have this big daddy government and they take care of everything for us? Some people do. And I, I, I respect that. And in my case, of course, I've chosen to play the ultimate game of remembrance and self-governance and autocracy and ownership. And I really am in this current phase of my spiritual practice. I am discovering what the boundaries are between myself and the grand, the end-all be-all. And it's really exciting to fill in those gaps. Some of us are really good at, you know, the higher levels or the lower levels and the intermediate levels for me, I tend to find are most challenging. So that's what I'm getting to explore in this current little juncture. Uh, But for the PMA, that's one of the things that we focus on is, we don't go sharing with people that haven't naturally organically found a resonance. So for example, let's say your viewers, your viewers are finding a little resonance because you and I resonate and they resonate with you. So we get to share this little like fractal, like little like sliver of light that gets to transfer them. That is organic. I'm not going out there and paying a Facebook ad to get this in front of a bunch of sheepy people that would just have no clue. Right. So that's one of the aspects of privacy that I talk about. And in our PMA, that's the first thing that you have to sign off on, saying that you're not just going to go out there blasting this to people, a.k.a. the de facto's chattel. And in this regard, we are in honor and harmonious with the old fallen system because we're not chasing after what they're what's theirs. We're keeping what's ours.
0: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay. So it sounds like you can't say much about it. I'll ask you some other questions. <laughs> oh no, no, no? yeah, I'm okay. No? With
1: that sure. Okay, yeah. okay.
0: So what do you do? What do you do? How are you how are you serving people? How do you help people?
1: Oh, these kinds of questions. Okay. Got, <laughs> okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um I don't know how much you you've heard about it. I I try not to repeat myself from other episodes. If you want to know like the full scope of all the things that I started with, you can listen to the crow episode, uh 384. But for a brief synopsis, we got our start as a formal PMA and Temple because I live here in Puerto Rico and in order to get um exemptions and have people keep their jobs, we had to become a formal church, which is what we were already doing anyways and I'm not the kind of person to go out there and be like, "Hey, recognize this." But um I was forced to adopt these kinds of things, which is fine because it's still in the private. It's only ever in the aftermath, right? When you create a temple, unless you're going to go do one of the public temples, which is a 501c3, then you have to contract with them and and you're silenced. You can't say upwards of like 49 bullet points regarding conspiracies or politics or whatever. In the private, when you're a 508c1a, it's a designation after the fact. So I'm not under anybody's jurisdiction, that's just what they would clarify me as in their system to know, okay, she's in her own jurisdiction. So what we started with was religious exemptions. Just this week, I actually released um, an affidavit for Canada and Italy. So one's written in Italian and one is written um, in English, but with your statutes and codes on there. So I've got a 16-page affidavit. And um, if you're willing to sign our PMA, you can navigate over to the free members section and... The Canada and Ital- um, Italian affidavits are on there for free, as well as an English one for America. And those ones are not branded by the temple, but they're on there for free if you want to use them. And they've worked for our members. But what I've done, I've gone a step further. I'm, I'm pretty excited about this. After much research, I was able to come up with a solution for getting the next best thing underneath a notarized affidavit. So here in Puerto Rico, they needed notarized, a notarized statement from your minister with a seal and a stamp. We do those as well. We create like really beautiful documents where we send out to our members uh, with a exemption written by me because in our temple, we're not we don't believe it's right to talk about our religion. So I have solved this problem by creating an exemption myself written as the formal statement for our temple, uh, which kind of summarizes what we talk about when we're deep in the private in our own sessions. right? And it's really beautifully written. I've rewritten it maybe, I don't know, like 60 times by now. And we're having really great success. Actually, just this week, one of our members flew from Canada using the exemption. We've got a couple more flying with it um, in June. And I think one one person already flew prior to her, and we we've um yeah we've had a lot of success with it. Many people get to keep their jobs without getting the thing. That's how we got our formal start. But before that, Beth, I've been holding healing ceremonies and gatherings and um all you know moon ceremonies and things like this for gosh I don't know maybe a decade. So it was the next logical step. And on the website, I found the same um. What's it called? Software that people use in governments for signing formal contracts and that were being able to be upheld in a court of law as well as like real estate transactions. So very high level contracting software. And I use that in our affidavits that's time-stamped with a QR code for our fee schedule which basically when we serve this document and you can generate your own certificate of church membership after you take an initiation class which just basically tells you how to use your exemption and then you can generate your 16 page affidavit right there with the name of the living man or woman that you're wishing to serve and then uh, you can save it in your tab and you can print it out it's got the IP address with my actual legal lawful name stamped on there because I put it all out there. I'm private in other ways. I got nothing to lose and nobody's going to be able to look me in the eyes in any court and call my spiritual path a lie because they would. They don't have the authority to do that. That's not in their jurisdiction. They, yeah. they have nothing to do with that. So yeah, that's the first, that's how we got our that's start. And because we started getting like this mass of beautiful people that are so advanced and all of like-minded that we started, I created a member to member learning peer. So basically if you are a member of Temple Sequoia, you can upload a class and type in your PayPal. I wish it wasn't PayPal, but that was the best I could do because I'm a beginner at computers and stuff. But, um, you type in your little address to PayPal You can set your donation and other members can click on it, watch your course and donate directly to you. We take none of that. So um, what we've been doing now, which I'm really vibing every Sunday, we have a different guest teacher, or sometimes I teach, or sometimes I have temple service Um, about once a month. I have temple service, which is basically just our prayer, which is breathing aqua area breath, but I'll talk about that later. Mm -hmm. And um, we're talking about all kinds of cool things. Uh, Just recently, Lucas King did a, well, maybe I shouldn't say, but he did this really cool presentation on um, the Geet device, which in his modifications using Brown's gas, like the hydrogen um, device to create a free energy device. We have guys in there presenting uh, lawful strategies. And now we're going to have some people doing permaculture and all different various topics that we need um for building the new sovereign earth i think one of the things that's going to be really important to us if they ever decide to do a reset of all and we're already seeing it with the censorship but is documenting uh information and then having that information be able to be shared peer-to-peer that's going to be really crucial for us because um they're going to go for that first. So one of the things that I'm actively seeking right now is a location of where to privately and protectedly store our information, but yet have it be open to all of the bridged communities, like your community, Crow community, like all the ones that are coming together with the same mindset, those of us that are like encoded in our souls to build this new sovereign earth and have just kind of like a a place for that. And I think I've actually kind of found a little bit more of that. The more and more I've been getting into the the Darrow community online, which is like a, um, a true cryptography type of community with, mind-blowing technology but I, I know that we're not supposed to talk too much about crypto because it's not the thing but it's so hard for me not to because it's like everything that I'm obsessing over right now so mm-hmm. I'll try and keep it on track but totally I mean it, it, you, once you start seeing what they're really doing like it's mind-blowing and I am barely barely like scratching the little surface and I'm just like oh wow so I feel very optimistic after learning about that because they these guys are setting up systems for us to do just that to have private currency to have um, these kinds of peer-to-peer things where nobody can ever track it back and it can never be shut down. And that's not to say like all the rest of the stuff, because I believe that the rest of the crypto is a, a blatant psyop, blatant. Um, but mm. let's get back to the real topic here. Cause I want to honor your wishes. Um,
0: no worries at all. <laughs> Everything's okay. related to everything. Yeah.
1: True, true. So that being said, that's one of the things that we're doing in Templus Aquaria, I mean, I wrote an email the other day and we had a bunch of cool things that we're offering and I didn't even realize it, but we've got like an uploading, a portal where you can upload your documents. So for example, on there is my cease and desist. It's my notice of religious discrimination written in both English and Spanish. It's those three affidavits that I spoke about and those different, for those different countries. And there's more on the way. There's one for Hong Kong coming up and um, yeah. And you can also, if you have documents that worked for you, you can upload them. We've got a chat where members are learning and different processes and helping each other. Recently, we had Victory in our group. Um, hi. Oh, hi. Okay. Um, yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I'm distracting. No, it's okay. Um, it's a Temple member, but recently we had um, a group of people in Temple that are helping each other avoid you know the poison and actually getting green cards, which was impossible without our exemption. So it's just really cool things going on in the horizon and we're helping each other and learning from each other. And I think that one of the concepts that I'm really hoping to create and solidify in Temple Aquaria is that there is no leader per se. I call myself a temple keeper because I'm not a leader. I'm not gonna lead you, I don't have the answers. You have the answers. I want to redirect you to you because what works for you is not going to work for her or him or me. We all have to be the ones at the end of the day, if we're going to profess and proclaim and honestly claim our own sovereignty, you cannot look outside yourself for the answers. Only that is between you, your highest self, this divine construct, and how you choose to express yourself. And that's really the message that I want to get across is that we can't have leaders like that anymore. It has to be everybody helping and stepping up and doing their part as a community, whether that is a localized community or a community that's more grander scale like on the on the internet. And we have to share in that regard and that's why I'm hoping that people will slowly more and more start to step up. And even if you think you've got nothing to offer, um, I would challenge that because I think that we all have spent lifetimes in some cases specializing for just this very moment. And in fact, I like to use the metaphor that we're like this you know, team of superheroes that we just drop into different dimensions and we liberate it and make these breakaway civilizations and then we party the rest of the life and then poof, we're off to the next place and we liberate again. Because I really <laughs> feel that's kind of what we're doing and I, I have that much confidence and faith that we're gonna be able to achieve our goals and maybe we don't see it in our lifetimes. But I do know that those of us that are coded to come together for this mission right now, I do know that we're successful.
0: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Beautiful, I love all of that, and I won't say so good. Somebody said they're they're gonna make a T-shirt on uh, on that so good quote. <laughs> I almost said so good. There you go. Yeah, no, it's a it's a beautiful thing. I love that you're helping people in that way. And uh travel is is a is a big thing that is, you know, if, if affidavits are are working, then I would be happy to pass that along to Canadians that feel stuck in either other countries or in our country. Traveling wise, it's so good. And uh <laughs> there's the so good. So let's see. What did you did you have to transition your your existing world in the work that you were doing into the private or did you start it in the private?
1: Yeah. So there's a lot of Patriot mythology around what being in the private means, right? Oh, we're in the private. We did all these forms and oh, we're in the private. I want to call it bullshit. I believe that privacy starts within. It's like your God-given right. I have never been of the mindset that I need to ask permission or whatever it is that I'm expressing. Mm-hmm. I mean I would go to no, extreme- I totally
0: I totally get that, Kalina. And and I I assume people are are clear about that too. But just, you know, they going from someone being able to come to your website and just take a course or just, you know, pick up your affidavit or all that kind of thing to having it be strictly for members so that if you were to get challenged on your on your, um, dealings the, the exchange or whatever is taking place, then, then you do have that leg to stand on that. It's all by private agreement and, and there's, uh, there's literally no right. And there's all a historical precedent right up until this moment of people operating in that way. So it was just curious if you, if you made a transition or did you start with the idea of the private?
1: I guess I don't fully understand your question. Okay. Um, But I'll I'll
0: use myself as an example then. So, you know, for the last 20 years, I've been having my own business, as I mentioned, and offering services. It's not a huge leap for me either. Right. Like, because for two years or two plus years now in the pandemic, no one came and told me what to do, not what to wear on my face or how to host people or where to stand. I didn't get any stickers, uh, you know, all of that kind of thing. So it's it's more in that it's all been private contracts between me and the people I serve. And so. Luckily, I don't have what I consider to be a huge adaptation in terms of, you know, people come and knocking on my door. And uh, I always vet my clients, I always make sure that they're the right kind of person I, I niche market very carefully so that the people that do come through my door aren't wasting their time and wasting my time. And like you said, we don't run after people that don't care about what what's going on here that wouldn't serve anyone. And still there's a transition, right? So to, you know, to take my audience that's used to being able to just come and, and jump on, oh, I got an email from Beth and I can just do this course to now where I'm going to be starting to bring members into my association and wanting all of my work to be in the private in that respect. So all of the coaching, all the coach training, all of the laws, uh, law groups that I'm doing, all of that kind of thing. So I'm just curious because I'm in that place of transition. And uh, if you had to make that, or if you created in the private to start. I
1: get your question now. Thank okay. you for that. That's yeah, fine. so we started um, kind of just word of mouth, real small. I did about a four hundred affidavits by hand before. And then because of the Crow episode, we, I knew that I was going to have to serve a lot of people. So I raced with some gentlemen on Fiverr to create this website, which then I had to research and discover the software because the software that we use to enter the, the private aspect of our website is that contracting software that I talked about. And so now I had all of our old members sign up through the website with the new PMA agreement And we, I kind of started doing the PMA agreement before by hand. So I would just email them and be like, could you sign this? But it was so hard because they would have to figure out how to use the PDF thing and then sign it somehow or print and scan. And it took a lot of time. And now it's super easy in order to access the private side where with all these features, they have to sign our PMA agreement. And then uh, they have to select a different tier of membership, which is a requirement of the PMA, but it's also a donation. So if they only want to use the, the entry level tier of the free documents and the Telegram or whatever, they don't have to donate. But should they feel called and inspired to donate, we have like a Kickstarter on there that has different packages of memberships. So we did that transition with the website. Before the website didn't have that, it was just like out there in the open. And now that's what we went through. And yeah, that was a a transition because it was super, super hard to get this. I mean, this poor guy had to customize so much things that most developers on there were like, that's impossible. We're not going to do that. And I was just like, okay, I'll find somebody that will. So that was a transition for sure. And now some people will look at the PMA agreement and get spooked out because it's like, It says on there, if you're an agent and you're trying to mess up our temple or spy on us or be controlled opposition, well, guess what, sweetheart? Your IP address is stamped. You've signed a legally binding contract and now you owe me 40 tons of silver. Mm, (laughs) 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 Yeah. So I think it does really great to keep out those people that otherwise would just come in to troll your ass. And Mm -hmm. I really like to keep spaces real pristine like that. I'm actually in the process right now of opening back up a little bit. I would like to not be so private. I'm mm-hmm. I'm trying, I feel the need to serve more people right now. Mm-hmm. And I I feel I can feel the pulse of our communities coming together. So right now I'm in the I'm transitioning to be a little bit teensy a bit more public with communities trusted like yours and and chances and whatnots, you know. Mm-hmm. So yeah, but it was a transition.
0: Mhm mhm very good. Yeah, shout out to Chance. Uh, that's how I first met you. So that's awesome. And thanks for that. Yeah, p- purely selfish questions which they uh they all are. That's why I do the interview so I can ask my questions. <laughs> and uh do you think that private membership association is the way of the future? Do you think do you think that's something that's going to be um you know, are there people that are going to reject? I mean, it's, it's we're, we're none of us are fortune tellers, you can't know, but do you think that this is going to be the way of the future? I'll just ask, it simple.
1: In the short term, I think it could be an advantageous tool. Do I think it's the end-all be-all? No. Some of the people that I have called mentor are now at odds. Some of the gentlemen that I have followed that were staunch PMA, this is the way of the future, are now saying, whoa, now we think that government is targeting it. Now, me personally, I don't ever have to worry about that because I know where I stand and I know in my heart. And I always tell people that if you had a, a lawful process or a legal process and it was the same exact one and you gave it to 10 people and 10 people did that process, well, you would have 10 different results depending on the expression of, their, of what they believe where they stand. And they, this external can only reflect to you what you are. Now, I think that the PMA can be a very advantageous intermediary until all of us really, really remember what it is that we are and where we stand. Mm -hmm. And in that, it's like a little bit of training wheels. And I do think it's a crucial first step. I think that remembering the sacred and being a temple is going to be super crucial for people, especially if you're spiritually oriented. I see that the PMAs and the temples of the world are going to be like the nodes of this new decentralized web of power. Um, and I really see that happening in correspondence with the age of Aquarius. And I don't want to ever repeat myself from other shows, but I think it it's, it's important enough to share again that what I saw in the age of Pisces energetically is like two nodes one at the top and one at the bottom holding all the centralized power and now that we've shifted into Aquarius I don't see that anymore I see like a network of this beautiful decentralized nodal type of energy grid like like when I say the points on the nodes I, I see them as like beings that have huge energy fields and you can see them with your you know your third eye and that's what I see is shifting. And that's why I think that the governments have been so terrified of us because they know that this is something that they, is coded in the stars. They can't stop it. So they're trying to control decentralization. But with all the everything that they try, it's so cute because they're trying things that worked in Pisces. Hey, guys, you had your last epoch. It's our turn. And guess what? It's our turn. And we are like, I love the episode on Crow. I think it was Benjamin Balderson who talked about Mercury, how Mercury will take away and, and, and that but Mercury will always give back. And that's that pendulum. And I think that we've gone so far into the other direction of being taken from for 26,000 years. Now we're getting that all back. And that's why I know so powerfully in my heart that it doesn't matter what process we take, whether that's PMA or whatever, we're getting that power back because we know we're remembering who we are.
0: That's amazing. I love that. Yeah, it's really the the foundation basis. And if you don't know who you are, then we're so we're born into slavery. And uh, by the way, uh, Jacqueline Milnes here, who's I, I'm the one working or not, I'm the one she's the one I'm working with to, to build out PMAs in Canada. She's a good, good go to one. If anybody wants her contact, then uh, please do reach out to me and the the point your point about decentralization is really important because what have we heard what has been the narrative in this truth community from day one, and I just heard it again today is to unify to centralize to take all of these you know what seem to be disparate groups and bring them together, so there's all this power in numbers. And to me, it's absolutely not like that. And I saw, I saw it the other night, what, what the inversion is there because we know our perpetrators invert all the truth. And there is, there is something true about it, which is why it funnels off everybody's time and attention and energy. The unification to me is that knowing who you are, giving yourself like not asking permission, giving yourself permission, going about your private business, building relationships with people in a, in a truly convivial way that that uh, support your people, not all the people. Like again, from a business perspective, it makes no sense unless you want to be a great big corporation that mass markets to everybody or anybody and maybe your bottom feeder or whatever it is. But when you're small, then you have to see who exactly am I here for? Personally, it was on my deathbed where I saw clearly that I'm not only purposed in myself to be you know in in these ways that that it was just code for me i didn't i wasn't downloading any actual facts just just the code but along with it came the awareness that it was that that purpose didn't exist without the people right that's the hero's journey to turn around not just heal yourself and solve your own problems but to be there in service uh, to others in only the way you can so this, we're meant to find our people to be in our living room. You're not going to invite everybody in the truth community into your living room. So they're not going to be in your PMA. And then, uh, and then, yeah, I'll I'll let you go. But, but the, the way that the PMAs themselves, and like you've said, the nodal, the nodal, how, you know, communication systems and cooperation between PMAs and all of that kind of thing. You go now.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. One of the quotes that I heard, a while ago, that really, really resonated like the chords in my heart. It said that the age of Aquarius is about unification, but it comes through the sovereignty and the privacy of the individual. We cannot reach unification unless we have privacy and unless we have sovereignty. And if we have our individuality only from that like super individual, super private, this is my little bubble, only from there can you access that true unity of zero point. And so I finally, the more and more that I sit with that quote, like it really like it, it etched itself in, on the layers of my heart. It really, it, I, I, it, my heart beats this, that we can only achieve this unity that we all crave and we seek and we long for by way of our own sovereignty and protecting that and fighting for that and fighting for our privacy. So with that being said, I do think that they're onto something, but it's not gonna come from this like great big centralized thing. And in some ways, we might be able to use tools that are being built for us right now by like-mindeds in the shadows that get no credit, that will never reveal their name. And these are the heroes that we'll probably never get to see, but they are out there and they are building systems for us, but they have to be so protected and in the private where they're protecting what they're doing for the, the greater good. And I've been very, very blessed by way of resonance to be able to just kind of like taste a teeny bit of that and it's thrilling, Beth. It's thrilling. Um, <laughs> uh, but, but yeah, I, I think that uniting the communities, what does that look like? Group think? No, we're not going to get there through the right. external. We can only get there through the internal. That's the only route we can we can I can be you and I am on some levels, but externally we're never going to be twinsies.
0: yeah yeah well said i'm so glad you get that uh shout out to flat accord music i didn't catch the details but it looks like you just had a scary thing and i'm glad you're okay and without a scratch that sounds good and uh, god is great justin absolutely so let me see now um have you at if if uh, before we go on to some other topics just curious if your pma has been challenged has anyone ever come and said you can't do this or you can't do that or where's your permit or where's your license
1: no because nobody would ever be able to find me
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: i live so far off grid there's no cell signal up there there's no address even my Wi-Fi is—I chose a Wi-Fi that didn't well prior to Starlink that didn't require uh, your own name. It didn't require a name, so nobody. Good luck finding me. <laughs> there you <laughs> go. There's a PMA sign on my property, anyways. So should anybody enter, they're automatically in my jurisdiction because it's my private my it's my private property. I have a gated off area, and two weeks ago, uh, I just took a class where. It was like a rifle arms class, and they went over all the rules, the laws or statutes in Puerto Rico, to where you are allowed to defend yourself. So now I know very acutely what I must do to defend myself. Um, you now, if I could just find some bullets.
0: <laughs> right, right, yeah, tricky. They're they're uh, short stalked, I hear. Um, more so in the U.S., I think you'll have better luck. Um, yeah. So that's good to hear that you haven't been challenged. I'm I'm curious. Have you heard about anybody who has a PMA that's been challenged?
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, I don't want to say stories? the name, but yeah, that's okay. I do think that there was a, what do you call those people when they like pretend to be all, I mean, a shill maybe we'll go with that. Well, there was a very famous PMA, in the states that made themselves super famous all over social media and oh we're fighting for everything and their pma got busted and they it's really hard to talk about it i'll just i'll just share the details and you can deduce whoever it is so basically they were saying that they're a gym and that they're a PMA in a church. And there's kind of some aspects of PMAs that they try to pretend that they're a church with no spiritual whatever. So they're like, yeah, we're the church of working out. You can't come in. We're a PMA. And uh, they did all sorts of crazy things in order to stay open. And then they went to court. I mean, to me, it, everything. And then, they, and then they came out at the end was like, oh, yeah, you know, they got us. And they're in masks. And that's the tell. They took all this. They did this huge photo shoot with masks. And I believe that that was a staged event. It, you, after a certain amount of psyops, man, they just, you can just spot them like that. Right. <laughs> and at first I was really with it. I was like, yeah, man, you're a hero. But then I was like, wait a second. And then things just started feeling. And when I saw that he was getting, you know, put into court and the things that he was doing, he took his doors off of his establishment versus locking them. Buddy, are you sure? you sure you want to make that move? I mean, it doesn't make sense in my, in my paradigm, but um, yeah. So he's the only one I know of, of PMAs that have been, have gone after actually Reese. No, no, no. Patrick Flanagan, his PMA, uh, they went after him for selling products. I don't remember what, but he was able to get out of it with, with um, some litigation. Mm-hmm,
0: mm-hmm. Okay. Good to know. Thank you. Appreciate that. Yeah, so much insight there. So I might have some other questions as we go along. If I blurt them out, forgive me. Um, Now, we already talked about decentralization. Is that the same thing as autocracy? Basic that, um, you know, each person is governing themselves, which not each person is qualified, unfortunately, right? That's one of the things I think that our legal system is doing and rightly doing to see is somebody genuinely competent. Do they understand who they are? Or is it just, you know, shooting from the, you know, the only thing I could do in in law for a while was, uh, say F you. Sometimes I, I still have that in my head. Like you come for me and it was just like big sign of, you know, uh, so is there anything more that you want to say about an autocracy or? Yeah. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. Autocracy. If you look up the definition of autocracy right now, now it's going to say something that it didn't use to say. It says uh, complete and total ruling by one individual. So see how they're trying to invert the definition of autocracy. But anybody with even one brain cell can tell auto, self, crossy, right? Like you're in your own jurisdiction. And then if you look at the sub definition, it will say self-governance. They're so terrified of even this term that they've had to change the, the definition autocracy literally just means self-governance decentralization i think is something different it speaks to when in my in my perception when i see energetically it speaks to a grid system of energy and power and what i mean by that energy and power i mean people who are able to create reality and that might look like having more wealth that might look like having more in um knowledge that might look like having more skills or, or political power or um, leverage. But that is a little different than autocracy. I think that people can still be a node, uh, like all of the members in our communities are nodes in this network that I see. We all, I believe, we all have been sent on our little tours and we're holding space and we are holding a vibrational field. And because we're all different sizes of nodes in this, we emit this field and we hold space as like a light post, um, no, a lighthouse for others, like a beacon for anybody wishing to enter or exit or actually exit uh, the de facto and enter the bifurcation into new sovereign earth. We are the gateway for that. Those of us that are the early adopters in this movement of building the new sovereign earth. So. That's what I mean by decentralization. And autocracy is a choice. Some people are going to want to achieve that at different levels. Some people might not be ready for that in this lifetime, but they want to still be a part of of the movement and contribute to it. So maybe their, their offspring or their progeny can one day be autocratic. But I do think that It is the natural tendency, and just as water will seek its own level, I believe that the natural expression of humanity is to seek its own
0: governance. Nicely said. I love that. Very articulate. So good. Yeah. And um, you wrote a little bit in the notes to me about invoking your religious rights. Is there anything more you want to say about that that you haven't already?
1: Yeah, um, that's mostly just the affidavits. So mm-hmm. if if you um, if you really are needing help, if you're lost at sea in the de facto, and you're really struggling, then you can borrow the power of of my spiritual path and my knowing of who I am. I'm still a beginner, but I'm down to share whatever I got. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's what I meant by invoking religious rights, and and that also we host a lot of law teachers and autocracy teachers in Temple Aquaria that are also people just learning like you and I, but getting to learn from them. And, and I really always want to stress that don't go aping into whoever's process is putting this out there. Oh, well, this is an end all blah, blah, blah. No, dude, just take the spiritual activations from them. Really get what they're saying on a spiritual level before you ever put in anything into practice. And most likely once you do that, you're never going to have to invoke anything on a legal document level because you're going to be so spiritually solid and you're going to know who you are in relation to this construct uh, that you're not going to have to go down that route. So invoking your religious rights mostly just means you can use this exemption or here's how to do it. I've got if you get um, you a know, family membership or an individual membership, you have a class that corresponds with that in temple that will allow you to learn how to use that in a proper way. Like, for example, you wouldn't go serving an affidavit to a corporation. The living cannot interact with the dead. So you would serve it to the living man or woman. So it just kind of goes over details like that.
0: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Very good. That's awesome. Um, yeah, that's uh, here in Canada is what I wanted to say also is that it is the foundation for us. I know that it's it is for your say constitution as well, but Canada being a little bit of a different country, our Queen swore an oath to the Queen, uh, to the the people, to uphold the Christian faith, and so we have a lot of fallback within that. Even people that are not say you know they don't go to a church, which is me, but I do consider myself Christian. Uh, but if as long as you have that you hold the the Christian values, then these. You know, acts and covenants, and um, in in particular, the Bill of Rights, Canadian Bill of Rights, uh, the International Covenant of Civil and, and Political Rights, both protect the Christian faith, the right to assemble, the right to religious freedoms. Uh, we have codes in our in our criminal code that say, like, you can't go and interrupt a, a minister or a preacher while they're ministering, you can't enter into, that's why people would hide in the churches, because they knew that they actually couldn't go and get them in there, the public enforcement would have to, it's like being in your own home, you'd you'd have to leave for them to get you. So I've seen a few people take asylum that way. And I'm curious about if I don't know if this is something you can talk about at all. So just feel free to deflect or (laughs) not answer this question. But when it comes to the, you know, the, the foundation documents of your PMA, are you evoking all range of like the constitution and statutes and acts and bills and all of that kind of thing. No,
1: no, we don't Mm -hmm. recognize statutes. We don't recognize constitution. What is that? That's not living. No, that Mm -hmm. if you invoke those things, you are contracting with them. If you're saying I derive my rights from this document, you have literally just put not just you, but your entire PMA in their jurisdiction. Mm -hmm. I would Mm -hmm. never invoke that. Mm -hmm. No, my documents don't contain any of that. Furthermore, I would never show my documents to any of those entities because when they get into my jurisdiction, they're no longer who they are. They're stripped of all their titles in their world. They're just a living man or woman. Now, if you want to interact with me as a living man or woman, I will be happy to honor all of your God-given rights, provided that you do the same for me. That's it.
0: Mm -hmm. Nice. I love that. Yeah, there's some really different perspectives out there, and uh, some of the PMA groups are actually doing exactly what you just said, using the statutes and the acts and the bills and the covenants as the means for guaranteeing the the rights. So I know, I know, I'm I also have a big question mark on my head.
1: I think that this. in some cases, right? If you're like in our affidavit, we will we will reference those but they're not in our PMA, our PMA doesn't recognize that. What is the, what is this constitution you speak of? I never heard of it. We mm-hmm. don't rec- we literally cannot recognize that word because <laughs> it's not written in our contract. It's not written in our PMA documents. Mm-hmm. So, um, in, in terms of the affidavit, we will reference those saying that should we need to, in your jurisdiction, should we need to take this up with you in your jurisdiction, this is what we will reference in order to speak with you and in this love in this way and interact with you in this way. And hopefully we never have to. And I believe that we are protected divine, like by the divine, that we're never going to have to do that because one of the things that makes Temple Aquaria different than a lot of the other things is that we're we're sincerely genuine if you look at the people in temple, my God, they are some of the most spiritually advanced and in tune people I've ever come across. And I look to them and I'm just like in awe that they would even find resonance in this, but like seeks like, and we all find each other eventually. So I I'm of course it makes sense, but it doesn't, it doesn't decrease the amount of like awestruck that I am like starstruck for the people. (laughs) So I don't think that anybody would ever be able to have any, who would say that we're not—that we're doing something unlawful. We're literally uniting by our faith.
0: Mm, that's awesome. So good. And l- let's talk about. It, oh, actually, this is the good first one: the synchronizing the mindset required to build the new sovereign, breakaway parallel society. Maybe we already talked about that. Talked about it enough. Kind of sure, came up. up. To you, yeah. Was, yeah. Yeah. Jam. Yeah. If there's anything more you want to share about that.
1: I think think we kind of covered it. Yeah, yeah. I think we kind of covered it.
0: Yeah, yeah. Sorry, just looking at my notes. What about detoxing the de facto government? So, what do you recommend there?
1: Yeah, that's a huge one. I'm still working on this. It's amazing how much programming that we're given and the fear, like you and I experienced it when we went to start our documents. So, so terrified. Um, That is the most important thing I think on this journey. We can't get to thriving. And and um, you know fully creating all that we, we can in the new sovereign earth. If we haven't, if we're still like holding on to the de facto structures, and de facto just means you know fake, fictitious, and in some cases, in the terms of law, right, the de facto is the the old corporate government systems. And it's interesting when we look in the world right now, because we're seeing the de facto usurp, the de facto with the World Health Organization usurping the old de facto. And to (laughs) me, it's like that's a fractal mindset that they're they're just going to keep going down. They're just going to continue going down that fractal. And I guess the one thing that we could say about synchronizing your mindset is that if you still carry aspects of of the de facto in you. You're, you're always going to see that reflected back to you in in this divine fractal of the construct that we live in. So it's really essential that we seek out and alchemize all aspects that are de facto within our thinking. And if you look back to our programming as children, of course, started uh, with television and all that. And, and we really just have to like, I have a really good video. It's it's actually crappy, crappily made on my little cell phone, and it's got like a really bad background and bad audio. But the concepts are great. Um, on my YouTube, it's it's called I don't know, maybe something about sovereignty. I can't remember. Accessing true sovereignty, and, and I kind of go over the steps that you need to take within your psycho, like psychological aspect of self, to begin to detox the de facto there, and then that will fractal out, and then you start to detox this de facto constructs like oh wow, I have to you know, answer to these police officers and I have to answer to these court systems and they're gonna do this or whatever. The belief, I think the fundamental belief that we all have been given that is just absolutely wrong is that we must fall in line and follow orders that somebody else, some other person, arbitrarily decided for us. I get that. In Pisces and the Dark Ages, we needed that. Most of us were probably, we had forgotten how to live by the true, um, authentic laws of nature's God. We forgot and we lost our way. And when those times come, it clearly states that you are to follow the statutes and codes and the laws of man as a safe fail or whatever. I think that the most important thing that we can do is detox this idea that we are somehow separate from nature, that we are somehow not divine, I have learned more sitting in nature and the mountains, just watching and observing about life and what's really going on than I have in all of my studies with my books and whatever. And I think that once we can truly, from the inside, and I'm still working on this myself, rejoin like the Garden of Eden, once we actually begin to see our divinity and that we are a part of nature and see how beautiful it is and live as a, a Alongside of it, then that's the biggest thing that we can do to detox the de facto within ourselves. Because the de facto is that we're separate and that we are of man. We're not of man. All things that are of man are the de facto. We are of God. We are divine. And that might look different from mind to mind if some people are not, you know, biblical or they're not whatever they can find that in nature and it's real simple. It's just cut and dry and getting back to that, I think is the best thing that we can do to sync up our mindset.
0: Mm -hmm. Beautiful. And do you operate under biblical principles at all? Is that part of the, the culture of your work? Can you rephrase that question? Just curious if you're um, referencing the Bible in your, in your work in in the spirituality. Okay. Yeah. Yeah.
1: In our affidavit. We reference the Bible, but it wouldn't matter what ancient sacred text, because the principles that we believe are common sense, self-govern, mm-hmm. be in mm-hmm. your highest integrity. Mm-hmm. Nobody else is the master between you and your spiritual path. The simplest things keep your temple pure. Breath is divine. Breath is the spirit. Literally it's inspiration, inspire, right? Mm-hmm. Uh they're they're so simple. And yet, it wouldn't matter if we use the Quran or the Tao. It wouldn't matter. We would be able to find those principles of our simple, simple doctrine and tenets in any holy book.
0: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, it's been really fun to revisit the Bible as an adult. I read it as a child. I was born again as a child, and now I'm born again again. And uh, reading the Bible is a uh, totally you know, beautiful new thing. Thanks to Jacqueline Milne. If you're still here, just shout out to you too help me to read that book without all of the asking permission and like, you know, asking someone else, what does this means? Like, well, I can actually make some meaning out of it and discovering so much of what I know to be true in there. Like I already know it, it's because it's true and it doesn't matter what angle you found that truth from truth is truth. So it's, it must be true across the board. If I found it in the Bible and it, it doesn't resonate inside myself, well then I'm not going to be at least paying attention to that part of it. So then uh, yeah, I, I totally agree that it's got a, it's got to match up here first.
1: <clears throat> yeah. I think the Bible is a way that people who have lost their ability to divine or be divine uh, or be connected to the vine. I think that people who have lost their way, the Bible is a great place to start and reconnect because honestly, if you flip open that book, it can be just like an Oracle card or a tarot card. And It's ultimately that connection that you can get when you flip open the Bible and it's just the exact message that you needed to hear right then and there, or you read a passage and that's exactly what you're going through. When you really uh, begin to live life in that way and in a divine way, everything is in communication with you constantly that way. You could see some litter on the side of the street and the divine is speaking to you. You can see, you know, a pile of uh, shoes that were dumped out on the side of the road at a thrift store and be able to divine messages because this construct that holds us so lovingly is always there wanting to communicate. And. Mm As long as you're there willing to respond and communicate and have this relationship with the divine, it will show up for you in any way. And I think that the Bible is really sacred in that it helps people that have lost that connection reconnect. And it's it's got so much wisdom in it and it's so coded for each individual person to really get that message. And it's really beautiful. It's really mm-hmm. it's got some a lot of really beautiful law in it. And I would say also, one of the books that I find uh, even maybe a teensy bit more sacred uh, is the Essene Gospel of Peace, because that in that book it really teaches you the laws of nature's God, and it specifically, you know, Yeshua says in there that if you cannot govern by these simple laws of how to keep your temple pure, then you're forced to go play in the statutes and codes. And it's, it's such a beautiful, simple book about um, the, the spirit of air, the spirit of light, the spirit of water, the angel, right? The angel of light, the angel of air. It's gorgeous, beautifully written, very deeply inspiring in my own spiritual
0: path. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. Very good. And so the last thing, would you like to talk about the crypto project that you're part of or instigating? <laughs> okay. Jumping at the bit there. So thank
1: you. First off, I wanted to be respectful, no but I, there's so, so much on this, So juicy, Beth. It's so juicy. Okay. So I am learning about crypto from a whole new perspective. I really, you know, when we get, I feel like we were programmed, all of us, even myself included in the truth or community to be like, Oh, crypto mark of the beast, all this stuff, right. The end of, of privacy and all that I believe is right. It's both,
0: eh? Like it, it's both sides. You get people that think it's literally the, uh, you know, the second coming is, is crypto, and then the oh. other side of, uh, yeah, no, I've I've heard the whole range of it, and it's partly why I've I I've tuned it out to tell you the truth, just because it's not a rabbit hole that I spend a lot of time in. But I I, I don't want to pretend that currency isn't important. It's very important. First of all, the one we the ones we have are are crashing to the ground, and there will be a need for exchange. Right. And you can't, you won't always have the chicken for the, the eggs or the, you know, whatever it is that you're, you're going to be dealing with. So yeah, I'm very interested.
1: Yeah. So for a a couple of years now, I've been feeling called like I need to make a currency for our community. And I didn't even have a community at that time, but it was, you know, we're all encoded with these missions
0: Mm -hmm.
1: and by some miraculous force of God, I was very clearly given direction like from my soul to be like do it on this one do it on this one it's called darrow and i mean i don't know what i'm doing i have no no clue at all at all i literally today they're the the poor gentleman the the developers in that realm because it's so such a cool community they're super brilliant like like mind-blowingly they're teaching me little things of how to the simplest things that i'm sure are very um mundane to them but they're like life-changingly mind-blowing to me um so I mean, yeah. So my, my thing is that I'm barely learning in this realm and the gentlemen in that world, they are helping me learn and they made, they're kind of giving me a curriculum and they had me start with the history. If you don't know where you've been, you don't know where we're going. And I did know like a fair amount about crypto, not, I was still a beginner of course, but I didn't know the history and the history started with the cypher punks and their manifesto for privacy. I think that we, you know, I've heard on other podcasts and stuff that people think about crypto is the crypt and oh, it's, you know, the dark and everything. I want to remind people that crypto comes from the word cryptography, which is the same thing they were doing in ancient Egypt with cuneiform to create private messages to each other so that they could have privacy. Not all things dark come from privacy. Privacy is how we're going to be in our own world. So
0: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. privacy I, has been used by the dark but yes. in, in and of itself. It has no inherent, you know, evil totally. nature.
1: Totally. And one of the things that I was pretty disheartened to see is that a lot of the technology that's so popular and out there, of course, I, I hate being psyoped because I pride myself on catching all the psyops, but I didn't catch this one until recently. And I didn't realize that, you know, things like Bitcoin and Ethereum, Ethereum's owned by WEF, literally, it's owned, owned by people <laughs> that control it, it, that regard. And it's all surveillance stuff. And of course, people people try the argument that we need everything to be transparent so we can hold these governments accountable. Sir, do you really think that a government that won't play by the rules now is somehow going to just step in line and put all their books transparent so we can see them. No, they're going to be the ones still sneaking around and we're going to be the ones surveilled. And that's why I don't put much faith in that kind of crypto. But I will say that the most inspiring thing I've heard in a long, long time, because I've been researching the history now of the cypherpunks who were put on trial and basically kind of wiped from common knowledge. I'd never even heard of them. And I, I'm pretty broad. I, I study a lot. These people were put on trial because in the, in 1993, they were trying to ban encryption. The government really was like, no, we're okay with encryption as long as we have back doors to everything. And these people fought for it and they took it all the way to the Supreme court. And they said, encryption is a freedom of speech protected by the first amendment. So they, and they were like, no, no, we need to, we need to, um, we need to control all the encryption. And instead they started making these arguments. Like it's, it, they, started getting um, the encryption codes tattooed on their bodies. They started making T-shirts. They started releasing art with it and trying to convince the Supreme Court, no, these codes that will actually provide true encryption because the government wants it for their purposes so that they can always have a trap door. And had those people not stood up for their rights and our rights, those people are forgotten. Nobody remembers them. I didn't even know about them. Mm -hmm. So... My point is, is that we had a faction of those people that rose up and began, they were the ones that brought us crypto to begin with. And I do think that the CIA or whoever quickly stepped in and usurped that and took it on their own level and made it surveillance chain because that's what they want to do. They want to control all of the movement that's naturally happening. But I feel that I have found a faction of those same people that sat and waited in the darkness to see what the government would do with that and that they have now created a technology that is impervious to all that I believe and it's super super early like there's no wallets there's no apps they're all doing it themselves they have no money for it but um, I think that it's going to be the way of the future because it's the, like the more and more I research the technology of it, it's, it's just impossible what they're doing, but it, it's happening and it's amazing. So I won't, I'm not trying to shill coins or anything because I, I really think that um, that's that's not cool, but that's where Aqua token, we're going to build a little project on there. I don't know how long it's going to take because I have to learn coding now too, which is crazy and it's so exciting, but um mm-hmm. Yeah, so we're going to build our currency for Temple Aquaria on there for things like, you know, when you want to donate to other members and it'll be private. Nobody can ever check. There's no back doors because it's not made for them. Even the developers of them, they've like been offered all this money and they're always like, no, because yeah. Anyways, that's all. (laughs) And if people want to look more about this, I started a little telegram group where I'm going to be taking people as like a curriculum with different videos of like historical things and things so that they can really clear up the psyop because there's so much information. I think that because now they cannot stop um the information getting out there, their new tactic is to over flood people with information so that we can't ever see the truth and especially something so challenging like cryptography. So I am trying to curate a channel on telegram. It's, it's open to the public where I'm going to be posting videos in there for people to research if they really want to know and get a, get an idea for themselves. Cause you really can't know unless you study it. And that's all I want to hope to do is inspire people to study it. Cause if this is really real, which I believe with every bit of my heart that it is, that I think that we've solved that problem in terms of being able to exchange in the private. So yeah.
0: mm-hmm. beautiful, I love it. And uh Barb just brought up the Liberty Dollars, which is something Jacqueline talks about it as well. Are you familiar, or have you used them?
1: Liberty Dollar is mm-hmm. that? Tell me what blockchain it's built on, and I'll tell you about it.
0: Uh, I believe it's not blockchain; it's silver based. Oh. Oh, I don't okay. know. I don't know whole lot about it, but it's. Um, Yeah, darn, I don't know anything (laughs) that I can even share, just that it's uh, a potential, it's being used for trading. Okay,
1: so here's a quick thing, you guys. Mm -hmm. If it's private at only layer two, that means it's surveillance at layer one. It's the back door. A lot of things are coming out there right now saying, oh, we're private, we're private. Oh, really, are you private? Oh, you're built on Ethereum? Guess what, you're on surveillance chain. So that's something that you want to look for. If it's private at layer one, then you know that there's no back doors. So always check. And it's not something that people mostly know. Uh, yeah, that's something that to look for.
0: Mm-hmm. Great advice. Thank you. Appreciate that. And is there anything else that you want to share with us before, you know, especially how people reach you? I've got your website here in the chat. And uh, if anyone wants to click on that, they can go directly there.
1: Yeah. Well, thank you. I mean, honestly, I just want to say I'm grateful. I know that we had a little bit of a hard time Beth connecting up with all the, the Mercury retrograde, uh, musings and I'm grateful. And I do have a few offerings coming up in the works. Obviously I'm going to create a, um, a discount code for you guys. I'm just going to call it Beth, if that's okay. Um, and, and I'm going to Create a little discount code if people want to check out what's on Temples Aquaria. Also, I'm right now going to make sure that the Telegram group link and the documents are free if you just sign the PMA document and come into our site. That way you don't have to donate. And um, I've got some exciting uh, upcoming offerings. I have completed a little program um, of classes that I'm going to help people learn about what I did to create templates Aquaria and make sure all our ducks are in a row, um, as a ministry and a 508 C1A, not a PMA.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, your kitty is beautiful. Oh, thank God. you. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so that's going to be launching here within the next month. Um, also if you ever in Puerto Rico, it's, it's a great to play, uh, time to travel right now because we have no mandates or anything. Mm. And, um, yeah. Uh, you guys check it out. If you want, you can come say hi to me. I'm, I'm a friend. I'm kind of like you guys. I'm just, just like a, like another human being, right? I mean, well, well, (laughs) so I'm not scary. If you have questions, you can ask me and, um, you can ask all the rest of the members in Temple and yeah, come, come say hi, come, come play.
0: Fantastic. So good. All right. So there's the website that you can go to Temple's Aquaria It is in the chat. And, uh, so thank you so much. It's been really a pleasure, Kalina, to get to know you. I enjoyed hearing your your show on um, Chance's channels and that was really fun. And I knew I needed to talk to you because there's, uh, there's so much. And, and, you know, you're, you're you're proving also that there's not one road to this uh, Rome, which I I actually don't need to use that expression anymore. Maybe that'll be the last time I ever say that, Uh, that, you know, we're, we are making this up. This is the wild West and you're following your own God-given Uh, senses and intelligence, and we're bringing the pieces of the puzzle together. This is a point you made quite a while back that, you know, it's not like our top-down culture that we're so brainwashed with. Once you're in in an assembly with people, it doesn't mean that you lose any of the decision-making power. To me, that would be just a democracy and like a fake thing that you know, free for all, basically, it's not like that, that you you do need the founders or founder that has a clear vision, and it's going to persist, moving forward with that and making sure that the everything that's set out is actually happening. But at the same time, you know, if we were on our own, we absolutely could not figure this out. I know there's pieces of the puzzle that people had needed from me and I needed from them. And uh, yeah, I wouldn't be where I am right now if I didn't have people such as yourself coming to lend all of their knowledge and wisdom.
1: And likewise, Beth, I I see what you're doing and I see the circles that you've been sharing your wisdom in, and I'm grateful that you would be willing and courageous enough to step up and be of service in that regard. Um, Mm -hmm. So thank you so much for the friendship and for having me on. Yeah. Yeah nice
0: my pleasure my pleasure do you have any of your telegram links that you want me to share
1: sure you can drop
0: them in the private chat if you like uh,
1: let us Let me just tell you maybe you can search it i don't know it's aqua token aqa token um current c like current c um for the aquarian age you can search that one and that's the little coin that i'm building i'm trying to learn how to build on the Darrow blockchain, which is the one that I've been talking about. Um, and then the Telegram group, I protect that one from trolls by having people sign the PMA. First, yeah. It was included with it. You can only get it with the membership. But right now, like I said, I'm feeling the need to be more public at teensy but in more open. First, we always start with our fortress and then we test the water. Okay, is it safe? Is it okay? Let's Let's open up a little bit. And that's mm-hmm. the process I'm in right now.
0: Right. Oh, Yeah. No, it's really good to see through your eyes in that respect because I'm in the same place. And uh, yeah, if you make it too tight, there's going to be 10 people in there and the the 6,000 other people that have been part of my world are just, you know, trying to look in, wondering what best doing. Um, Are you open to one last question that came in the chat, by the way? Yes. Okay. So David is asking about Cordal. Do you have any opinion on it? Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah.
1: Respectfully, because I know that you guys are one of our you guys are one of our communities. You guys, you guys and the developers of Quartal, you are in our network of communities. And this is why I urge you, I know that you are acquiring Monero and Pirate Chain, and thank you. I would strongly urge you to rethink your um, privacy policy, that only starts at layer two. I would highly recommend that you guys go check out the Dero discord and chat with them and see if there's anything that you can do to get yourselves private at layer one, because everybody is, they're drinking the Kool-Aid of the surveillance chain. And this is literally, they're like, no, we need transparency. And I get that, right? That's going to be one of the things, but if you don't start, if you, if you make your foundation transparent and surveillance, you can never go private from there. If you make your foundation private and you add on at layer two surveillance or transparency for integrity purposes, then you're much more protected. So in the Cordal community, I would highly pray and recommend that you guys go talk to the brilliant, brilliant geniuses in the Darrow community. I know that you want them to put their... their um, you know, they're th- themselves on you. They're never going to do it. I, I, and in fact, I think you should take a look at what they've got going on.
0: There you go. Well, you heard it, you guys. Go and take Kalina's advice and and uh, talk to them at Darrow. <laughs> Rose has been here, by the way. Shout out to Rose. I know you're, you're very good friends with her as well. And uh, that's very good. Fantastic conversation, privacy. I'm so glad. Uh, If you would like to, by the way, Kalina is there in the King Hero chat as well. So I'm going to share the link to my telegram, both channel and chat. So if you wanted to go and she's very responsive and friendly and uh, approachable, which I love. So good. It's really refreshing uh, actually to find out in this world that we live in that you can kind of just go talk to people. Oh, that never works. Sorry that you guys, that uh, is a bogus kind of thing. I'm going to have to share just the link. Here is a direct link to the chat, which will, I think, get you in on the channel as well. And then so if you want to tag Kalina or ask me how to uh, connect with her, I'm happy to set you up as well. And uh, thank you, Elsie King. I believe you guys know each other already. <laughs> yeah,
1: presented an amazing class a couple of weeks ago in Temple. Amazing. Brilliant. So
0: good. So good. Yeah, I've wanted to have you on as well, Elsie. So if you if you're open to that, let me know and i think that's all for now so do feel free to visit my website bethmartins.com if you're looking at how to deprogram your new world disorder as well you we think <laughs> we don't have it you don't you think you don't have it until all of a sudden the you know the energy loses or or uh, you're, you lose your energy or something blows up in your face and then all of a sudden you start to look and uh, and that's totally fine but we can also take on these things preemptively and if you are a helper if you're a nurturer someone that already assist people but you want to do that in a way that's more deliberate and uh, very efficient in the use of your time because helpers definitely lose their energy in a big way helping everybody and you know back to the pma theme about who are your people that you're really here to work with and and for then feel free to knock on my door and have a conversation about that journey code coaching certification you can also get a copy of my book it is um here nope not there. All right. (laughs) I have a Bible instead. I'm not selling this one officially. It's definitely not for sale. But you can go to my website and get a copy of Journey the Eight Archetypes that are a map of consciousness or a map of the hero's journey, what you might be experiencing in gifts and you might also run up against in shadows where you lose your energy again. All right, everybody, have a beautiful rest of your day. I'm not sure exactly when I'm going to be back, but uh, maybe I'll come on my own at some point soon. I haven't done that for a while as well. Thank you so much, Kalina. It's been really lovely to meet you and spend time with you as well.
1: Likewise, Beth.
0: My pleasure. All right, everyone. Bye for now.